Hey everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alonda Brooks, and you are now listening to the award-winning podcast, I Am Becoming. I am super excited. I have another one of my co-authors here with me on my new book project, Diamonds and Pearls, The Journey of a Womanpreneur Who Rocks. Her name is Janice L. Taylor. She was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. She is the mother of one grown, lovely daughter. She is the active Silver Star Life member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. She is the owner of Shop Grace and Graceful, a faith-based merchandise company. So welcome, welcome, welcome to I Am Becoming. I'm super excited. I'm biased because she's also my beautiful big cousin. So welcome to I Am Becoming. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cousin Alanda. I, it's an honor for me to be here. Oh, the honor is all mine. I appreciate you so much for all your support and just rocking out with me over the years. Um, but yes, so I'm super excited to have you on this project because you guys know I'm about building legacy and family. And I wanted to have my cousin. She's an amazing womanpreneur. Her daughter is also a second generation womanpreneur. So we got some great things over here in these great genes that we got in our family. We come from a legacy of entrepreneurship. So I wanted you to come on today to talk about why now? Why be an author out of all the amazing things that you're doing in your retired life? I'm so jealous. I want to be you one day. I want to be traveling the world and retired and with having a grown kid. I'm almost there though. My my kids is on their way, but I'm not there. But yeah, so tell us about your chapter. Why was it important to be a part of this project for you? Uh, why now? Um, I felt the opportunity was there. I've been watching you um, on your post and listening to you. And I'm like, you know, wow, my cousin is doing great things. And the more I watched you, I was inspired by you. And it made me, you know, want to be a part. And I was like, I always thought about um, doing something in terms of writing and speaking. And um it was the opportunity was presenting itself. It's like for the longest time, you know how the callings are there for certain things for your purpose. And I know that I did start Grace and Graceful as my second act, but it always was supposed to be more things um, that I was doing with it. Um, I started with, you know, the merchandise and the fashion of, you know, bringing the gospel through my clothing, but I'm also supposed to be getting out to the masses and speaking. And I knew this, but I sort of was running from my calling. And um, so this book opportunity really um, presented itself at a time when I know that I need to be doing more and I need to reach out and tell my story to women who may have gone through similar things in the past. And so the story was a surprise to me because it made me go deeper than I even know that I would. So um, it brought a lot out of me and it's been um, really a shock to myself just to find out um, what was within me, put it that way. 
yeah this book guys like this project is so much deeper like I mean to the point where I had to even go back and change the name because like everybody's story they were like pouring so much like it was just incredible like the level of vulnerability that you guys displayed that somebody will definitely be healed and free and also affirmed I think like to know that just because you know I talk about this all the time on this show about it doesn't matter where you start. It just matters how you get up from being knocked down or how you persevere through your journey and make sure like, I'm going to make this mean something. I'm going to not die here. I'm going to go on and I'm going to press forth. So I think it's dope. Y'all know I love a good piece of wearable art or wearable affirmation. So just even having your clothing line is so dope to me because I'm a t-shirt girl. I love a good t-shirt with a good saying on it I even had one on for Mother's Day it says this mama praise so shout out to saving still dope clothing but I love a good I love a good piece because I feel like you have to speak over your life like you have to speak what you seek and so you can see what you say like you gotta really speak it and so why was it so important for you to create um shop graceful um definitely to um, so that our clients could feel more, more beautiful, more confident to be bold and just know walking in authority and, you know, you can wear it on your chest, you know, and it brings a lot of people. They tell me, and I know even when I wear mine, I can be in a store anywhere and people will be like, I love that shirt. I love what it says. And, you know, it makes me feel good when they say it. And, you know, and then I get to, you know, tell them a little bit about it um, and what it means as far as, you know, me walking in amazing grace and, you know, being blessed. And it just just gives you something good to say and something positive to put into somebody else's life. It always makes people smile when they see the, you know, the shirts that say, but God, when they know that they've been through something in life, it gives them something to think back on. Like, and they'd be like, yeah, child, but God, because if it wasn't for him, you know, I would be in this situation or that situation. So the different, you know, sayings, you know, highly favored. Um, they'd be like, oh, God, if I didn't have the favor of God, I don't know where I'd be right now. So it's just different um, things that just brings a remembrance to God and a highly presence of him when, you know, you have it on your on your clothing. So it just brings a smile to faces. Yeah, the words definitely have power because I know for a while, um, I had encountered a woman that's why I started I started calling women queens because I know that that changed and transformed me um especially when you come from a place of brokenness when you feel unworthy um you just it just it's really important words can really revitalize a whole person's spirit mind the way they see themselves is so important um just to make sure that you put in positive words on you, around you, and through you. That's so good, like, for the cause, for sure. Uh, so definitely go get you some wearable art and go shop. Grace and Graceful, thank you very much. But Because I'm definitely going to be having some pieces, for sure. But tell us about your chapter, because the name of your chapter will make you want to just read the chapter, y'all, and the chapter is so deep. I mean, it resonated even with me, like, just even with us being family members, I always talk about, like, generational stuff and, like, how 
it ain't, you know, the old folks just say ain't nothing new underneath the sun, but just even really seeing like, just learning your story was like, wow, like it, it was inspiring to me to be like, dang, like, you know, you really can get through this. You can have success. So like your, your part, you're in a different part of the survival. Uh, we kind of have very similar stories actually. And so it really even gives me hope like, dang, I could really raise successful children even after coming through that. So I can't, I don't want to get into it because that chapter is so deep, but, um, and I know that there is going to be some woman that's going to pick up this book, or it might be a man that picks it up because men go through this too, that they like, okay, I this I was looking for this level of transparency. I was looking for this as a sign to know, like, I will get through this. I will raise a successful child or children. I will have life after this because I know what I was going through my journey. I was like, will I make it out of it? I wanted to die sometimes. Like, I ain't gonna tell you. It's, and it's sad because you don't want to hear nobody say that. But like, I literally already felt like I was dying in that trauma. So it was like, I just wanted to give up sometimes. I was just like, all right, like you can have me because this is hard. Like when you're fighting a resistance and like, I'll let you get into it because I don't want to tell it because it's like it's so man like it's so good like I appreciate you especially because having that same testimony there had that level of vulnerability to in order to even tell that level of your truth is so um you really laid it bare because you really are naked. Like people don't really understand when you dealing with that thing, like how much is dealing with you pretty much. But pretty get into it. I, I really, your chapter, your, her, just the name. Y'all gonna be like, oh, I'm definitely reading her chapter. Like for sure. Well, for the grace of God, there go I. It just really resonates because when you look out at women who have been abused or in shelters or homeless, when I look back on my life and where I came from, it could have been me. And that's why you really can't judge anybody. You can't look at anybody and say anything because you don't know where they've been, you know, and it's only God that has helped me, you know, rise up from out of where I was as far as everything that I've been through um, to get me, to where, you know, I am now. And, you know, was it easy? No. But, you know, I know that, you know, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And I had to, you know, have that faith, even in the middle of the storm. So, yes, um, you're going to learn, you know, by reading what I've been through that, um, yeah, I went through a storm. And, you know, I was always the person who was always happy-go-lucky. Um, I would have never thought that that would have been me all my life, but I did go through it. And guess what? I survived. And I'm here to tell the story. And um, I'm glad that I actually have the opportunity to, to tell the story, a small part of my story, um, because there's so much more that is, wasn't said that you know could be said, but I said a lot. Um, and um, I went deeper. Yeah, I was transparent, a lot more transparent than I ever expected to be. Um, and, you know, you, you get in your head, you know, you can get in your head and be like, oh, well, do I really want people to know this? And then when I think about it, yes, I do, because it's, it's not anything I'm ashamed of. It's not anything that I have to hide. Mm -hmm. um, 
it really happened and um, I'm better for it. Now I can look back at my life and say, yes, I am better because I went through that experience. Would I have chose that route? No, but um, I definitely can say that um, I am who I am because of what I've been through. And, you know, my family is blessed. I'm blessed. My, my daughter's blessed. And, um, you know, I can say that, you know, I've, I've been low and I've been high and I'm on a high for life now. You know, I am retired. I, you know, I got through it. I worked hard and thank God, you know, with all the help, you know, from the Lord, like I've survived, I'm a survivor and I'm a thriver and life is going to keep getting better and better and being a part of, you know, the anthology, being a part of Women CEO Rocks um, is has, has definitely uplifted me. And to know that these other amazing women, you know, that have, you know, written their stories, it's been great, a great being a part of the project, um, great to get to know them. And, you know, just looking forward to, you know, everybody reading about all our stories and, you know, sharing um, how they feel about what they learned about us. There's plenty of people that I know who, do not even know that I've been through the things that's in the book. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of them know me after. So some of them are going to be like, wow, you know, it's going to be, you know, an eye opener for a lot of people. And um, so. Yeah, I was like, wow, because it's even like knowing you and I'm like, you always been so like, you have such a super joyous, upbeat, bubbly personality. And one of the things we didn't really get into much because like, y'all, when I tell you like her book is her, her chapter is such a page turn because you simultaneously went through basically like three major traumatic events and like in the midst of that had to start your life over like you had to begin again three different times because anytime you go through trauma you have to walk through the process of like I'm in a traumatic situation um okay I have to devise a plan I have to figure out how to restart create a new normal but one of the things that I do want to talk about um is you're a 9-11 survivor and so I want to ask um because you were also um, a civil servant as a um, as a career, you retired. You talked about that, and so was it hard to you? You were very triumphant with a lot of the, the tragedies that you did experience that you did reveal in your chapter. But how was that like surviving nine eleven and like having to go back to work, like? And being a New York native, like, I just couldn't, I mean, I know I was scared because, like, my whole family lives there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you included, I was, I was, that was traumatic watching that. Like, I will never forget. I was um, in hair school. I was um, actually walking in as the planes was actually hitting. And I couldn't even imagine, like, I instantly was, like, just started praying, like, being what I was like 17 at the time and I'm just thinking like oh my god like I literally I thought like oh my god did I just lose my whole family because like literally from the tv it just looked like the whole New York had collapsed and I know that most of our relatives work in civil service and most of y'all were in that area and I was just like wow and the phone being trapped and jammed and not being able to call nobody and like you are actually a survivor and was like right there and you had to walk home like what what was going through your mind like as it that was happening 
then okay like this happened I'm still trying to process this and now where did you find the strength to be like I'm about to walk that's a long y'all don't understand like I know a lot of people around the world have heard the story but y'all unless y'all actually go to New York and see how long the Brooklyn Bridge is like that is like a walk that nobody would be beat for unless you was like in the aftershock of trauma I would nobody even think like I'm about to walk home well that's that's the story right there um that's the one that had me in therapy um that's the one that really had me feeling like I was going to lose my mind that one um it had me depressed um it really is a life shocker because I was actually in the building when uh it was hit and still didn't even know that it was hit I was on the main level I had just got off the train because my train did uh go into the, the World Trade Center. I actually had stopped and was talking to one of the security that I knew and told him I'll be back, you know, at lunchtime because a lot of times we ate lunch, you know, at the restaurants in the World Trade because my job was like directly across the street. So um, when I stepped out of the building to go into my building, which is across the street, um, everybody was already running. So I just see people running and I seen a lady with a, with a baby carriage running. And I'm like, oh, a lady with a baby cat. So I just started running in the direction that everybody was running. I didn't even know what I was running from until I got to the corner. When I got to the corner, when I turned around and looked, I seen the fire, I seen the, the and I was like, so I immediately went into panic and I started screaming. And it was just like, oh my God, like what's going on? Like everybody's just running. Everybody's, I didn't even know which way to go. I, I saw, so I ran up the block. I went, I was, I went because I, they were running in the direction that was away from the door that I go in to go to work. So I ran and I was like, where do I go? At that time, I did pull out my cell phone and I was able, I was engaged at the time. I was, I called my fiance. I was able to reach him, but I was, my voice, he couldn't understand anything I was saying. I was in such a panic. He couldn't make out what I was saying because I was screaming and at the same time. And I was saying they blew up the world trade. They blew up the world trade. But at that time, I still didn't know what happened. So I was like, which way do I go? Which way do I go? I ran around the corner back to go towards the entrance of my job still. And then all my coworkers were running out of the door and they saw me and I was already in a panic, but they were calm. So they calmed me down. And it was like, what's the matter? He said, like, calm down, calm down. And they started telling me, oh no, it was an accident. It wasn't, that is not blowing up, that it was an accident. My supervisor saw me at the time. She told me to calm down. Um, she was like, no, it's, it's okay. Everybody was standing there calm. So they finally got me to calm down because they had me thinking, no, it's not, you know, anything bad. Yeah, and so everybody was calm at one point. And then they all were looking up at the building and I'm still like trying to get myself together. So finally I was calm enough to see what they were all looking at. When I went and saw what they were all looking at, I started screaming again because they were actually watching the people on fire that were on the build that people were falling to the ground and burning. And I was like, oh, and everybody just standing there with the same stare on their face. And I'm like, people were like dropping, jumping from the building. I remember clearly as day, a guy, he had like a plaid shirt and his arms, he spread his arms open and just dropped to the ground. I'm like, oh my God, like this is crazy. But it was only like seconds later that we're watching this, not knowing that the second plane is coming, the next one's coming. And the next thing you know, it came, a big blast of fire came. It felt like, like I was on fire, singeing. 
things are flying all around. Everybody took off running in different directions. And we all, we all separated. I ended up running the same way that the supervisor ended up running. And we ended up on a whole nother block um, away. And then we ducked under stuff because glass was shattering the, you know, all when the, it was such a wish that the glass was playing out of every building in the neighborhood. But so you, it felt like bombs. You don't know what it is. You don't know at that right. time that happening. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, you're thinking that the whole building is falling on you at the time. Yeah, you underneath a 20 something story right. building and all of the debris. That's crazy. So finally, you know, caught my breath a little bit by hiding inside of another one of the buildings on, I think that was Barclay Street, and then took off running towards the bridge. And um, it was crazy because um, I had, uh, what, what I left out, I did reach my fiance at the time when, when I told you that he couldn't understand me, he finally was getting me, but he had been telling me, come over the bridge, come over the bridge. But then I kept saying, what if they blow up the bridge? You know, I was like scared of the bridge, but then yeah. I finally go towards the bridge. And when we got over there, we seen it, the bridge, they had the, they had the, the it was on um, the, the, they had their guns out when you yeah. came over there. and people were um, trying to get cars that would go over the bridge yeah. that was cars um but you know i ended up walking walking and running across the bridge all the way walking running walking running yeah. i could yeah because the fight i i can imagine because although i wasn't there when it happened i was like watching it on tv and and when you have actually been a place right you can imagine the like like there's a whole nother level of panic that goes to your head because you're like you know the layout of the land and you like oh my god like and i thought that too because you know like again all of our family is civil service you got we had detectives so you like just all of the things right and so what's crazy was I remember coming to the city shortly thereafter because I came to audition for American Idol and I've um we had to go to the uh to the Javits Center so you have to go by there and like literally being I actually well no my god sister she works like close to there too she worked in the building and so like I remember picking her up and like just seeing that big old hole in the earth like that was I couldn't imagine so like that's the thing like I know like sometimes like you know we've seen the memorials on tv and we've you know you know obviously 20 some odd years later like but to really know somebody that has survived it and it just I just was wondering like what was the like how did you restart life like how I don't think people ask people enough like you know like how did you regain some type of normal because you live big like it's a to to go back I couldn't imagine experiencing something like that and then being like oh yeah I'm gonna go back to work to the point where you retire from a career and you travel the world now like you know what I'm saying like I was just kind of just wondering like no it's it's well, it took a while. Like I said, it took. I had to go to therapy. I did. Um, at the time, I wasn't going to church, and I had to give my my life back to God. And I started attending church again. Like it was just a lot. Like I oh, going over the bridge. I was like, I promised God. I was like, if you get me through this, I will go back to church. I will give my life back. Like it was just like all of that. You know, it goes through your mind because it's like, like mm-hmm. what do I have to do here? Like it was just like it was just like I just was so grateful to. To, to be a survivor. And I got across the bridge before those buildings fell. I even got home before the buildings fell. Yeah. Like it was, it was that much time in between from when I got over there until when the buildings fell. Like it, it, the way they make it look, it looked like the buildings just fell. The buildings didn't fall that fast. 
like when I believe they built with some structure to them. Yeah. Right. The my fiance, he was there with the car, took me home, and I was able to watch the buildings fall once I got home to my house. That's how that's how long it took them to actually yeah, so like tell people because the people that have never been to New York, like been to like Manhattan to New to Brooklyn, they don't understand. Like it's a stretch. Like it's so it took you probably like an hour, right, to get across the bridge. The, yeah, between walking to, to to get home, like to get over the bridge, it probably took. You know, I don't know. I, like I said, I was running, walking, running, walking. I don't even know how long it took because mm-hmm. um, people were screaming. Like one lady um, was walking, and she was like, "They're gonna blow up the bridge right while we're all." And everybody started running. So you like trying to run, and you like. You can only, you know, yeah. run so far. Like it was just so much chaos because it's like you almost about to cause a stampede. Pregnant woman walking across that bridge with me, like it was just like it was just crazy the, the amount of people that were going across that bridge. So the amount of time that it probably took for, from about an hour to get, you know, home to, yeah. from, yeah. Because it's a, it's almost an hour just to the drive it. It's an hour, like yeah. So yeah. I can only imagine, like that's oof. Yeah. So as you as you guys know, I asked that question because she talks about surviving it in the um in her chapter. But man, like just to imagine, I, I hope that um, you know, somebody listening to this understands like you can go through major trauma because I, I often talk and coach people and people are like, how do you begin again? Um, or they feel like you go through certain situations and you're like, there's no coming back from that. And I'm like, you can literally come back from everything. Long as you above ground, you could come back from everything. And you you gotta want to, you know what I'm saying? But you also gotta do the work. So I'm glad, cousin, that you were able to be transparent to say, like you did go to therapy and that you devised a plan to relive because and you live in grand. And I think that I I want to keep expressing that because I think sometimes when people go through that level of trauma, they're like, oh. If, I'll be blessed if I just have a little bit of normalcy left like you can come back all the way back and you can reinvent yourself you can live an abundant life um after and so I want to thank you for sharing something that was so major like that was something like it's you know you shared personal trauma but that's a world a shot heard around the world trauma like level trauma and so like I think that everybody, you know, has had their own experience with it and their own interpretation of what really happened. But to really hear you like depict it and really what you went through is like, you know, is eye opening for some people because if you have like you gone as a tourist or whatever, but like, you know, me growing up. So my family, my dad's side of the family is from Brooklyn. So like, you know, I'm an East Coast girl. Like my family is East Coast down. So it's like, going there and being there and then like being in Cincinnati when that happened and seeing it on TV was like traumatic like it was just crazy so I couldn't even imagine like you know the level of fear pandemonium like it it was just dangerous all around because like you said all the people that live in the city like to to Brooklyn and then going across that oh god I couldn't I, I couldn't. I couldn't ever work back in that building anymore. I I had to be be transferred and stay in the Midtown office. I could never work Lower Manhattan. Like I don't even like to drive past there. Like I still was never able to go look at the memorial. That whole area. 
it's it's I, n- I never could bring myself to go back over there. Wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's still it's it's still like it still gives me the you know. Yeah, because you kind of like relive yeah. it all over again. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. And I and I loved that area. The the Tuesday before, I actually had my daughter with me taking her back to school shopping in the World Trade Center. And it ha- then it happened the next Tuesday. And even every time I thought about that, I was like, oh my God, I had my child there. Like that, you know, I just looked at it like I brought her to that danger just a week before. So it, it just brings up all kind of feelings that, you know, when I even think about like, what if it had been that day? Like, it's just, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing that gets me through even though, like you said, I've been through so many different traumatic experiences, you know, in this life. And, um, you know, every time I just think, you know, I think about, you know, how weeping just endures for the night, but joy always comes in the morning. I just mm-hmm. that. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going every day. Like, you know, I, cause I do have joy and, you know, so that is what always keeps me, um, you know, to keep, to keep moving forward, you, to know that, even though things have happened, I still do feel like I am blessed and I have a blessed life. And then I'm very fortunate to have, you know, the family I have and the friends I have and, you know, the sorrows I have and all the good people that are in my life. So uh, I just feel like I am blessed at the end of the day. Yeah, that's good. How do you feel like it um shaped your decision making though like you know what I'm saying as far as like after you survive something like that you like okay God like listen <laughs> how do you move like you know what I'm saying how do you mentally move like okay this this always you know because something that monumental will always play a factor in your your shaping and your molding and like how you move from this day forward like is there anything that specifically that you do or don't do because you like nah like even though you heal you've done the work you get what i'm saying but you like listen because there's some stuff i'm i'm healed and i'm not living in fear but i'm like okay i'm not doing that no more (laughs) well at first, you know, it was it was tall buildings. Um, I had a fear of tall buildings after that for for the longest time. Um, no, I will never work in one. That's for sure. But those mm-hmm. working days like that are over anyway. But I couldn't have like say, um, take the elevator up to a hundred and something floor. Like, no, I'm not going up there. You know, um, because it, it just feels like I would just think like those buildings are being targeted. Like I I always think they still want to come after the United States. Like everybody wants the United States. And I always felt like living in New York, like they always want to come after New York. Like it's certain places that if you go, like, you know, now, you know, I'm in Delaware. Like, I feel like, you know, Delaware is safe. But then again, because the president's from here, you know, who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, and you never know these days before the, the shootings and things that's going on, who's safe where. So you really can't be sure, but it's just like certain things, you know, it does give you like the feeling like, you know, I I think I'm more alert and I'm more watchful now of any place. Even when I do, even though I fly, like I I do look like at who's in that TSA line with me or who's in, you know, mm-hmm. pre-check or, you know, 
all of that. I'm I'm watching. No, that's real because I do too. Like, and I couldn't even imagine. Like, I wasn't even up close like like that. And I do too. Like, ever since that happened, I do too. I'd be like, okay, one, two, three. Look, I'd be counting. But you're right though. Like, it's just normal things that become that be, they become the new norm. So yeah. Tell people where they can find your merchandise and stay connected with you. Uh right now, um, um on IG at uh Shop Racing Graceful and also on Facebook and merchandise is on uh, etsy.com uh, slash shop slash shop racing graceful. That's what it's an Etsy shop right now. And um or you can uh email me at uh she is Janice Taylor at gmail.com. Okay, yes. And you can purchase the book from her when we go to pre-sale in a couple of days at jenniceteller.womenceosrocks.com. So guys, you definitely do not want to not have a copy of this new book in a journal um, because they dropped some gems for you guys to be able to become your best self. Um, as you can hear, you know, she's come through some things and um and still produce a successful daughter. Her daughter has a bomb uh clothing line as well. Um, and so you know, shout out to her. And so listen, you definitely want to align yourself. We all have gone through some things, and you know, we all go through to get through. And we all need each other. You need sometimes to hear somebody else's experience to know that you're not alone in this thing and that you can get through this thing and you can still produce the results that you may sometimes, the enemy could be telling you is impossible, but it's possible. She's living proof that you could begin again. You could still go on and have a full life. Um, She is truly a survivor. Um, When y'all read her chapter, you gonna know why I'm saying that. And she lives life to the fullest, honey. I'm trying to be like her when I get older <laughs> want to be traveling look she just told me she was only home for five days in march child like to be gone and living your life like it's golden um and you know to have success on the other side that's the goal we all trying to get to that goal to be retired to be peaceful to love our life and to um be living in pure joy y'all you know that we are all an intricate piece of this puzzle in this circle called life you guys can catch the show at i am becoming show dot com you can connect with me at imustbecome.com or on facebook and instagram under i must become the number one and not the word one um but you guys definitely keep it locked here definitely meet me here or beat me here every sunday at 3 p.m to leap into your becoming and become your best self. Listen, I'm rooting for you. I love you. I'm cheering for you in real, 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 real life because I believe in you and I want to see you make it to the other side and be living your best life. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in to I Am Becoming. I love you. Peace. <laughs>